Yo, so episode 300 of Echo Chamber. It's time for part four because you know we had to come correct for this milestone, baby. And so it was how to end things. It just felt fitting to hook you up with this new found footage horror and then another just incredible conversation, right? So people let's do all right people as i said we've got this found footage horror right it's called dagger and people it's something it's something you want to check it out all right so here's the thoughts on it baby Okay, people, so thanks to Kimmy and Shirley at Studio Dome, um, the Horror Collective, just been able to check out Dagger, I think it is uh, pronounced D-A-G-R, right? Um, this is directed by Matthew Butler Hart, who co-wrote it with uh, Tory Butler Hart right, with additional assistance from Graham Butler, um, Hattie Chapman, Ellie Duckles, Emma King, and Riz Mortis. It is produced, well, it's produced by Matthew and Tory, executive produced by Ali Al-Hilal, um, Jonathan Halperin, Chris Hart, Ian McKellen, Anthony Pigeri, and Alex Wilton Regan. Tom Kane handles the music, Pete Wallington, cinematography, Emma Honeyball edits the piece, Graham Butler um, is first AD. Uh, with um basically it's a big collaborative effort with everyone involved our cast louise is played by riz mortis her friend her bestie fear is played by ellie duckles we've then got the film crew tory played by tory butler hart um gray played by graham butler hattie played by hattie chapman uh, then the, the stars of the shoot, Matt, played by Matt Barber, Emma, played by Emma King, and then there's Professor Ash Blake, played by Luca Thompson. So the gist is this, two young women seeking internet stardom pose as catering staff on a high-end fashion commercial. Unbeknownst to the ad team, the women's plan is to film themselves stealing all the expensive merchandise, giving it away to people who need it, and post it on their YouTube channel. However, when they arrive at the location, there's no one there. Dum, dum, dum. Seeing 
this as the perfect opportunity to set up hidden cameras and get started on the theft, they discover an iPad which holds footage of the commercial shoot so far. But what looks to be a glossy homage to Jean-Luc Godard soon turns into a Blair Witch paranormal nightmare. Bum, 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 bum. Now, on IMBD, this is classified as a comedy horror. No, <laughs> I didn't. I did not think this was a comedy. This was not a fucking comedy. This, <laughs> this <laughs> was, man, some tense shit, right? Like, the setup is good. I mean, it's, you know, this is in the found footage camp of things, right? So we get that set up with the text at the beginning, you know what I mean? Giving you a little bit of history and being like, this is the last footage ever found. So with that, you know, you know what I mean? You know where it's going or yeah, how it's ending, right? It's not ending well. <laughs> That's the big thing. This ain't ending well, people, you feel me? But it's just like, okay, so what's our setup going to be, right? How are we going to get to those places? And as I said, it, it's it's done, it's done well, right? Because we meet Louise and Fear, right? We understand what their game is. And they are, oh awful, <laughs> like awful, you know what I mean, the, these, you, these YouTubers, just bloody dreadful, and then we meet the camera crew, right, who are doing this commercial shoot, again, awful people, <laughs> but it's like, you believe it, Right, because anyone that's doing what Fee and Louise are doing, they're not cool people, right? They're a bit shitty. And you do get that vibe. You get that vibe from these girls. You know, it's all for the likes. That's what it is. And this camera, you know, those, we've all seen those fashion commercials, those perfume commercials where you're like, Yo, what, what are they selling? What what was this? I'm no fucking clue. This was weird, right? You like, what was that shot for? <laughs> what was this doing, right? And you just think, who who shoots this shit? So this, it, you know, what I mean, it gives you that vibe. It gives you that vibe of those people, and obviously, right? I imagine there's some lovely people doing all of this stuff, but. In your head, when you watch those adverts, you just think, what kind of dick does this? You know what I mean? <laughs> that might just be, hey, that might just be me. You know what I mean? You might not do that. That might just be me. <laughs> but, so yeah, watching this, you get that understanding. Now, at the beginning, because we are, we, we are told a film crew has put together this found footage. So you, I did think 
oh, is, is this the film crew when we first see the film crew? But then you understand, oh, no, they're doing something completely different. So it's just like, wait, how are these things connected? And they do a great job of connecting it. You know what I mean? Because we've got found footage within the found footage, right? This little kind of meta thing. Um, and, and that was, yeah, done so much better than uh, that. Oh, I think it was Batman, Dawn of Justice, or Superman. You remember that one when Bruce Wayne meets up with Wonder Woman and they start looking at those fucking adverts for the other superheroes and you're just like... I mean, they weren't, they were files, right? But it was all setups for the individual films and it was just clunky and awful. This was not clunky and awful, right? This was done very well. But yeah, you buy into all the characters that we see. And as I said, the way we connect everything is great. But I mean... So it's, it's just a little unnerving, right? It gets super like because it, it it's as I said, it's not a comedy. I didn't think it was, but it starts off a little kind of a bit more light-hearted, right? And there's just the bit where fear makes Louise jump, and that bit it does catch you as well as a viewer. It catches you because you're not suspecting it. And it's also, how the fuck did she get there, right? So, like, kind of from there onwards, it just starts getting fucking creepier and creepier. And they do do that really well. Like, they, you know what I mean? We get this kind of grainy effect with the with, the, with, with the, some of the videos. You know what I mean? Like, that snow effect that like kind of jumpy, you know, picture effect. So all of that works really well. The music helps give this just ominous vibe. So all of this is going on, but we still don't quite know exactly where it's going. All right. And then, and then this thing happens. Right, this thing happens, which also gives you another good insight into some of these characters, right? The reactions to the thing. But yeah, it it it's now it's just like, oh fuck, where are we going? What are we doing now? What are we do? How is this building? How is this concluding? And it's just getting messier and messier, and you're just like, oh, what what are these people doing? Like, what are these people doing? You know what I mean? It, it's just the use of, um, like, shadow, right? Darkness and light. Man, that's done very well to kind of keep that edge right, and the angles of the shots, all done very well, you do believe in the relationships, you believe in the friendship between Louise and Tabia, you believe in this film crew and their dynamic, right, everyone 
involved just like all right so um do i touch her here is that fine oh yes no but we can't do that no no not in this day and age right there's all of this shit you buy you buy man like the, there's only one thing because i think you understand fear and louise with the cameras but i guess the film crew that you do wonder a little bit about like it's not a huge sticking point but i feel that's the only thing like why would they still have the cameras well other than that boy really good special effects really i i don't even know how the fuck they did those that's i'm real curious about but yeah really good special effects and all of that kind of thing this is <laughs> this is a good film man it's a good film if you like that kind of thing if if horror you know in the found footage if that's your bag you will definitely vibe with this right i think it's a bit similar to things like hell house you know what i mean um the carmichael manor right that one we got stuff like dead stream right we've got stuff like um oh my god what was that one? Oh man um gosh soup host right yes yeah, soup host that's another one and we uh we had a conversation towards the end of last was it the end of last year or was it earlier this year actually it might have been earlier this year fuck i cannot remember what the film it was like um chuck something chuck Ugh. god damn that's gonna just bug the fuck out of me for sure i know it's gonna do that but yeah, if you like those films, you know what I mean? If your found footage joint is for you, then, man, you are definitely going to vibe with Dagger for sure. You know, it, it hits all of those. I feel it hits all the points people like, right? People, all, the, all those points people get up for. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good one, people. It's definitely a good one. I'm not a fan of horror, but I definitely can watch it and go, yeah, that that was handled. That was handled well, you know? I definitely preferred it to the last scream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah. Um oh, Chad gets the axe. Yes, that's the other one. You know what I mean? It's, it's very much on those vibes. So if those are for you people, then I think you're going to like this one. And you will be able to watch this. Right. So if you're in North America, Australia, or New Zealand from the 2nd of April, and if you're in the UK and Ireland, from the 8th of April. So, uh, 
Was it the 8th of April? Yes, the 8th of April. So mark those dates down, people. And, uh, yeah, get prepared for some dagger. Now, what is better than having a great conversation with a creative? You know what I mean? What's better than that? I'll tell you, having it with two. That's right. I thought I was just getting one. I ended up getting both. Both of the creative minds behind this. So, people, we got Matthew and Tori Butler Hart. And man, the, the, these kids are just something. So, you will want to check this. Okay, people. So, I am joined today by Matthew and Tori Butler Hart. Hello, Guys, Hello. How are you? thanks for having us. <laughs> no problem at all. No problem at all. So, you are just about to drop your new film, Dagger. Dagger. Yes. Dagger. Well, is it? It is. It is Dagger, but it is. It's the Welsh version of Dagger, which is, of course, Dagger. Yeah, Dagger. <laughs> So yeah, Dagger. Dagger. yes. At least we hope it is. Otherwise, we made a real big mistake. Yeah. Important to say it with that nice. You have to have the Welsh Welsh lilt, as if oh, you're yeah. staring up some beautiful hills. All right. But so Dagger, Dagger, Dagger. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm not great with the Welsh accent. To be honest, I love it, but I'm not going to do that. Dagger, yeah, Dagger. There we go. Think. Um, it's not on my CV. Picture birth. <laughs> yes. I need Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, basically. You need to channel Anthony Hopkins. Although I forgot about this, we did. We were actually talking to Anthony Hopkins at one point about doing the voice. Oh, no. And then he was actually genuinely interested because we know friends to be friends. Da, da, da. Mm. And then it was the middle of the strikes. We went, oh no, I can't officially do it. We're like, yeah, but we weren't going to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a favor. We weren't going to give any money for it. Um, but yeah, we, which would have been great. That would have been quite fun, actually. Yeah, about that. Um, oh, man. That's uh, a little rubbish. I know. But then again, I mean, you've, yeah. you've seen the film, Gavin. Like, you know, by the end of the time, you know, the, the guy who did do, you know, our, our druid's voice, it gets so kind of like distorted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Anthony knew what he was doing. Sir Anthony. <laughs> Yo, so where did this idea come from? Well, so to be perfectly honest, the actual initial idea. So uh, there's some American distributors in our last film said, "Have you ever thought about doing a found footage film?" Now, I I love a good found footage film, but I also think they're really hard to do, which basically means that we go right. Well, we need to try and have a go at it because. Um, as a director, but I think as filmmakers, we just like playing and experimenting and seeing if we can do things. Sometimes <laughs> things work out, sometimes it doesn't. And then there are a couple of ideas that I've been wanting to play with, like sort of horror-wise or folk-wise. I love folk stories and that sort of stuff and myths. Um, but I've been, I still want to write a sort of a, a film about these two sort of Thelma and Louise characters. Um, they're sort of on the run from, well, they've, they've stolen something and they end up in this big house, but they've kind of basically been hunted down by the wild hunt. Um, it's kind of a Celtic myth thing as well. So I was like, oh, well, I've got these, we've got these two characters. And then Tori started coming up with the idea of it being in this kind of big house. And there's a, a commercial 
sort of being shot there as well. So we just sort of combined these these two ideas, really. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was. It was quick. Okay. I say it all came together quite quickly because we. Yeah. Um, because we've got various other sort of things going on, we went okay. Well, let's just—it's fan footage. We know it's going to be rough and ready. A lot of it's going to be improvised. So let's just write something. Yeah. See what happens, and then Tori decided. I think that's sorry. the thing, isn't it? Is that because we knew that so much of it was going to be improvised, and we wanted it to be that way because I think with found footage, it's that's kind of vital because you have to buy into the fact that that you, what you're what you're watching is real. Yes. Um, and so, and so that whole that whole part of it meant that actually the script that we wrote was very loose. Mm. In that, you know, I mean, like dialogue-wise, it was just a guide of sort of mm. like pointers of okay, well, we need this line in order to then link the storylines together. But actually, you know, the improv around it will be will you know kind of bulk it out so the actual script I think you know didn't take that long to write once we got the idea of the story yeah um, which for me as a director is terrifying because I, I really quite like specific things and specific visuals and it's all very and then so which is also another reason why I wanted to do it is like can I can I work like this can I let go of the brains from for, for actors especially because they were filming it um, so, you know, we sort of gave everyone documents about cinematography because we didn't want it just to be people running around in the woods. Obviously, you have to have a little bit of that. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, we still wanted to make it look nice to watch as well. So, you know, the actors would, you know, they would occasionally think about things like negative framing and what is that going to do to the story and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and that that um, the idea that both sides of them are YouTubers yeah, they did go to film school. They know about camera equipment, and then obviously the film side, filmmaking, uh, the advert side, they know what they're doing as well. So there is a legitimate reason for it not to look too shaky. Yeah, cam. yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah that being too contrived, I hope. I mean, we probably are, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I thought it's very interesting, right? It's it's kind of like Inception because it's found footage inside found footage. It's just like yeah. yo. We, we are looking. We are looking, <laughs> we are looking for quotes, quotes for the poster. Can we please put that on? Conception. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I can, I can sorry, we, we cut you off from the excitement, Kevin. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and no worries, man. No worries at all. No, but I just I love that idea because I think you know, it, like found footage at the beginning, it kind of gets laid out to you. Right, so you know what's going to happen, but it's how do we get there? Yeah. So then, when we see the commercial shoe, for a minute, I thought those were the filmmakers putting the stuff together. Right. Right. So I thought Emma and Matt were like meant to be playing the uh... people that we find, but I'm thinking, wait, did they gender swap? The girl, <laughs> like that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, who am I? Let's see where this goes. You know, what I mean? uh, and then okay. I realized it's a commercial shoot. I'm like, oh, okay. But how do these store? And then when you get that, it's just like, oh shit! Wait, that noise was. Oh fuck! Okay, okay, I'm on this. Let's go. You know what I mean? I just, okay, I well, I'm glad you got that. Oh, cool. yeah. As we said, because hardly anyone's seen this yet. It's all about to be released. So all these yeah. little tiny things you put in, 
um, you kind of go, are people going to get that? Are they going to, because I, you know, on the the set, sometimes we go, oh, yeah, but on the second watch, people will get it. Like, realistically, most people don't watch a film the second time, you know, unless it becomes like one of their favorites, fair enough. But, you know, Mm. they don't. So it's either they're going to get stuff or they're not, but we need them to get some things to kind of, like you just said, like knit all the pieces together. I love that. I love that because, like, you know, I mean, we just took for granted that, like, okay, we've got this one storyline where it's the two YouTubers and, you know, it's kind of they're on the road trip. And then we've got this other storyline and that's the commercial shoot. Like, never did I, like, it ever dawned on me that it would be like, oh, people might think that this is the kind of reenactment, which I love. I love that. I might just be slow. Right, no. everyone else might get it. I might just be slow. No, 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 no. I love that until like they arrive and then they find the iPad and then it's like, oh right, okay, now we've got those two, you know, the two storylines connect and link. We do like to overcomplicate our own lives. Like all our films are probably more complicated than they could or should be. Yeah, and that's why we said about you know we, we do tend to make films that people either really really like or don't because they either kind of are going to be on it and going, oh see, I get, oh I see that. Or that could just be like, oh, that's just that's just uh, nonsense, which is fair enough. There's actually sh- there's a shot in uh, in Dagger, and I'd forgotten that because we know we did these little hidden things, and our little druid is in a mirror in one scene when Riz is sorry, uh, what was the character name? Lou um, is sitting at the back, you know, with, with all the chessboard, you know, the, the checkers board and stuff. And I'd, I'd forgotten he was in there, and we'd been editing it for about four months, and I went, oh, because I, I even thought I was like, I wish we there's a mirror there, I wish we'd put him in it. And then I watched it again and went, oh, oh no, we did. I just missed that. <laughs> so there's like the film is full of these little tiny things that even the person who co-wrote it and directed it hasn't. Has yeah. So yeah. I'm also one of those people who doesn't get it. So yeah. <laughs> but that's fun. That's you know, that's that's good. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, no, I I I did I really did enjoy the film because you buy into all of these personalities. Like Thea and Louise, goddamn, they're irritating. They're, <laughs> like, I found them irritating, but I love the fact that I found them irritating because really? what they it is kind of grimy what they do right. for, the, yeah. for the likes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, they can't be crazy likable people, yeah. I feel. Right, so I buy into those, and then the film shoot is just like, um, okay, so wait, Emma, you be here, and you, Matt, you be here, and be like, okay, can I touch you on your shoulder? Be like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, can we get and just like, god damn, these pretentious fuckers, man, yeah. like, what are you doing? And then it's just like, oh, and then she hit, hits him in the butt, she's like, I only tapped him, and be like, yo, he can't touch you on your shoulder, but you can smack him with a breath. What the fuck? Man. They, like they, they just worked that stuff out as well. Yeah. Like that was what was great about it. Like we'd yeah. all chat about stuff and then they just see how it goes. And that was just like, just came well, out we, of your We all, always wanted that. We always wanted that kind of the ridiculousness of, you mm. know, of, of what, how it becomes on set of like, you know, what can we do? What can't we do? And, yeah. but it's which, really which is right in a way, but then also you, it's absolutely, yeah. yeah it's but then you get these right, conversations but, like, but hang on, I can do that, but I can't, I just don't understand. You know, and 20 yeah. minutes later, you're like, we still haven't shot anything because we're mm. still <laughs> We kind of wanted to crank up the kind of what people like say what my mum might assume like is like on set or yeah. you know like what actors yeah, yeah, yeah. are like. Yeah. Let's just crank that up. Um, but, but it's really interesting that you say that that like that 
all they are all quite annoying. So basically, that came out of a conversation that we had with Jed Shepherd. So he is oh. the producer of the host. Yes. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, amazing found footage film. Um, and he had a chat and with Dashcam. And Dashcam, yeah, yeah, both in, you know, he's he's the master of um found footage. And you had a really interesting chat with him, and he basically explained that like there were certain rules that you kind of have to abide by in found footage films for the fans to kind of be on board. And one of them was every all of the characters kind of in a way have to deserve to die. You know, so so they can't. There's got to be a reason that there's kind of all yeah. There's got to be a reason. So like the so so the the two YouTubers, okay, they're you know they they say okay yeah we're going to steal all the stuff we're going to give it away to food banks and things like that. Very admirable, but they're also stealing things. Mm. You know, and everyone you know, Tori plays a kind of a a wanky author film director. Matt and Emma are kind of those typical kind of actors and, you know, that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, so everyone has this element of, like, you know, slightly un- unlikability because, yeah. because you sort of always need that. So that as an audience, you're kind of watching it and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of recognise these people, but do I like them? Oh, but hopefully there's enough in there. But that, enough to, to follow them. To exactly yeah. care about yeah. if they die. Yeah. yeah. That's the... Yeah, the no, no. Thing. Yeah, it, it's like you don't hate them to the point where I can't watch this. Right. But you're just like, God, like, why are they doing this stuff, man? That's not good. <laughs> like, ah, oh. but you but you wanna, you know what I mean? You you wanna kind of get with it because you then have those moments where people it's not so much they're redeeming themselves but they're taking a different road. And so you'd be like, okay, I'm down with that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that's a sensible thing to do. Wait, listen to her. What are you, listen to your friend, right? And so you'll be like, God, no, what are you, ah. So you're (laughs) in it, you're watching it and you're just like, oh, where's this going? What's gonna happen? Fuck. And that's the great thing about it, I thought. Oh, oh, good. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's very cool. good to know because again, the only people we've watched it with have uh, known what was going on. So, yeah, you do. You definitely, after like a few months of going, you can't see the wood for the trees because you're going. I think this that that comes across, but God, yeah, God's yeah. Life, to be honest, yeah. you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, like what were the the films that kind of speak to you when it comes to found footage? Because there seems to be a lot out there. Yeah, there yeah. We watched right. a lot when we were when we were like prepping for all this stuff as well. Kind of like, okay, what what did we think worked and what didn't? Um, and I mean, for me, I don't know if you remember the old school nineteen ninety two BBC Ghost Watch. Um, I still go back to that. It was kind of banned for years. Did you ever watch that? It was like live in nineteen ninety two with Michael Parkinson and Sarah Green. It was kind of like almost one of the original. Um, found footage sort of things, but it was all faked. Uh, yeah, a friend, a friend of mine at the time, she really liked it, but I'm just like, yo, why are you, why you want to watch this shit? Like, because my kind of thing is right. It, it's the like the kids that want to play Ouija board. I'm like, yo, it's all fun and games until it's not, motherfucker. 
Like, what yeah. 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 When you, I was you, that kid, though. Were the kids that played which exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like a friend, a, a friend of mine, Phil, who's my parents said I can't talk to you, so I gotta go. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're very nice and normal, really. But um, no, we're actually having a conversation that um, so a friend of mine, Phil North, who actually has like a Hellraiser podcast because he loved Hellraiser. Like he was obsessed with all that stuff in, when we were kids in the 90s. And we were like mess around with like Ouija boards and tarot and stuff. And I genuinely think, I think in the summer of 1996, that I cursed my bedroom. Oh. Uh, all sorts of weird stuff happened. And I ended up, couldn't, I couldn't sleep in it for a summer. Um, so I, yeah, I, I kind of agree now in hindsight. Don't mess around with it 100%. But, yeah. Yeah. but then, you know, it makes a good story. So, you know, let's make yeah. a film. Yeah, that, I think that, that that's the thing. Like film wise, it, it can be great, but it, it's just like, oh, why are these people wanting to do this stuff? It's the unknown though, isn't it? That's the thing. <laughs> We're obsessed with the human race with with, with with the unknown. We know yeah. there's something else going on. Let's find out what it is. Um but what yeah. was the what was the there's a brilliant, brilliant um found footage film. I mean, obviously we watched host, we watched Dashcam, but um the, Blair Witch. No, <laughs> Blair Witch. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was um. Set, it, is it called the haunted ha haunting house? Her how? Oh, the, oh, oh the the origins thing. LLC. Um, yes. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, because there was one that dropped la mid last year. Yes, we haven't seen that. We've only seen the original. I think. Ooh. Yeah. The, oh, they that are I thought were really, brilliant. really well done. Well, the first one, I can't remember. The, yeah. was really, really well done, I thought. I really wish I could remember what the actual title is. It's The Haunting of... Is it Haunted House LLC? Oh, is it? Haunted... Yeah, yeah, it's like the yeah, there's, yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a series of them. Um, yes, exactly. And they are brilliant. I mean, you know... Yeah, that Hell, is Hell House LLC. Hell House Yeah. <laughs> All these horror people listening, shouting at us, going, How can we watch their film when they don't even know? They don't even know what Hell's House is. Right. We just have very bad memories. Um, I think my superpower is watching a film, and I will immediately forget what it is, but no, I love it, and then we'll watch it again. Forget it and go, oh, no, but I really like that. Let's watch it again. I think that's my superpower. That's why I've only ever watched three films. <laughs> Not true. Not true. You heard it here first. Yes, but actually, no. But Jed, so Jed Shepard again said, you know, if in doubt, like look at the Blair Witch like template yeah. and try and like stick to some of those because it's sort of like set the set the not that we were trying to do a set Blair Witch or anything like that, but as in, you know, go look at the certain rules mm. and they're all in Blair Witch. And if you can kind of work out your own versions of those, then at least it will give you a kind of a nice map of what will work and what didn't. Yep. Obviously, we got halfway through and we started going, yeah, but what if she floats? And this kind of stuff. So half the stuff that's in the film is oh, that was Tori's idea. Yeah. Like because we were like, ah, the thing we came up with is not very good. What? And Tori's like, what? Let's just make a float. Great. Let's try and work out how we can make Emma float in the middle of the in, of the film. So the thing we definitely went against Jed's advice, I think, because we were like, yeah, a little bit. Woo! What if there's but yeah, one point like, what if there's beaks in someone's face? Uh, yeah, but not yeah. that we could. We didn't have the budget for that, so we there's a lot of stuff we tried because <laughs> I think we had like nine days to shoot it in. So like. Oh, I think as always, we're a little more ambitious than than the time that we had. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. yeah. So there's a lot, as always, there's loads of compromises in in the yeah, film. It was but... over two weeks, but you're right. Was it like nine days? Even nine days of actually filming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. the professor's bits we actually did in our house in Froome in in Somerset, and we just had to match those up to pretending it was shot 
in the yeah. 90s, but in, in, in Wales. Um, but apart from that, it was basically nine days. So we would try yeah. things all the time and go, that did not work. What else can we do? Um, yeah. yeah. But I like that, right? Because I understand using something as a template. But, right, how many Blair Witch clones have we seen? You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. it, and it's a bit like, all right, I get it. But can we do something different here? Can we try yeah. something new? So yeah. I like, like the floating bit was just like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> that was that on, the, on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. we are about so many bits yeah. and bobs. Like, have we gone too far? And we were, we were battling yeah. on set as well with like. I think also like with, with this sort of thing, because, you know, I think in, to a certain extent, it would have been wonderful to have a bit more money and therefore a bit more time um but there is something i think in sort of in the fabric of of found footage films that they are tend to be low budget mm. and you have that feel of kind of rough and readiness and a little bit of like you know throw it at the wall and see what sticks and <laughs> it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't kind of thing um and I mean, like, you know, we were super ambitious on quite a lot of stuff. And I think some of it really worked and some of it <laughs> maybe didn't work well, as well I mean, as we It worked in a different hoped. way than we thought, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of kind of comedy deaths. But... Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I think that's the, all right. The um, flying out of the window being one. Oh, but I, I like the deaths. I, <laughs> I, I, I I thought the depths were were fine. I, I thought right. they were, you know what I mean? With Matt, uh, you're just like, Yo, oh, shit. Because yeah. you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Right? And you don't know if, is this supernatural? Is it someone fucking around? Like, hey, you're not good. quite sure at yeah. the beginning. So, like, the depths were all a bit like, huh, wait. What until you know until a certain point where you're like, oh, okay, no, yeah. this is uh, you know. Right. So I thought the depths worked. I thought the well, depths. This, nice. this is great Thanks, because Kevin. also I was really quite keen for people to kind of watch it and all the way through almost be like, is this a scream type thing, where it's actually the boys are the guy. They're the ones that are actually behind it and doing it. Mm. So, you know, like. I was quite keen for but, people to kind of have that feeling of like, is Graham actually dead or is it all this kind of, you know? Yeah, massive spoilers mm -hmm. in this. Probably. I know. <laughs> but, then, but then when we did in the grade, um, Carl, uh, our grader, came up with this like uh, effect for our druid, the shuddery thing. And we went, that's that's got to be in it. Yeah. Which kind of does take away slightly the, yeah, exactly. is it human? Let's just, we're just vibrating quite a lot. Yeah, no, um, no, no. But we went, be, it's yeah, too cool not to stick it in. So yeah. let's stick it in and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the whole vibrating thing was like, yo, because I'm watching and thinking, how did they do that? Like, <laughs> that was, huh. Just getting a lot that? of coffee and then just yeah, stand there. Try to stand really still. <laughs> no, that was a really, I think that was really simple um, sort of thing that they, it was like a kind of a camera shake effect that it just kind of cut around. Oh, you know, Lord Summerton drew it. I mean, I don't think it was that simple. It's oh, no, but I, <laughs> no, oh, right. Carl, if you're listening. It was very basic. <laughs> but no, but as in it was, so it was all done at, done at Modern Air, so they're very good at what they're doing. But at yeah, the end exactly. of the day, it was like a kind of a camera shake plug-in 
Um, oh, yeah. The, and no, they exactly what it was. Yeah. And then he cut, he just cut around and just stuck it on. And we're like, oh. But then, and they, but then he played around with something else as well. There was something else but, that he laid I mean, it had taken a week to get to that point. Yeah. We tried all sorts of stuff. And they were like, this is just yeah, too much or not. Or it's just, just nonsense. But that was one of those moments in, 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 the, in the post that you were just kind of like, this is, this is great. Because suddenly, like, you it know. It takes you in a very different the direction. The druid character took on this whole, exactly, this whole yeah. different kind of direction. And you were like, oh, okay, yeah. That is, that's cool. We hope. That is. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fun for us anyway. Which is all ultimately why you do it. You know, life's short. You might as well do something that you think's fun. That's my, mm. that's my new philosophy anyway. Yeah. I used to no, worry I, a lot. I, I, I think there's there is something about that because sometimes I might watch something and I don't like it. But you can kind of see that everyone's having fun on set. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? It doesn't have to be for me, right? Yeah. It's because you can watch some, like a lot of times I'll watch something and I'll be like, no, I don't like that. But I can see if someone liked this film, they would like this. Mm. So I like to throw in a little reference point for people. But yeah. yeah, if you can see, yeah, they probably had a lot of fun making this. So boom, they, they got to do the thing they wanted to do. They yeah, put yeah, something yeah. out into the world. I ain't made a film, so all power to them. You know what I mean? They, they do thing that so many people, you know what I mean? A lot of people will talk about, oh, I could make a film. Oh, man, I could make a, I'd be better than Scorsese. Oh, shit. When people see what I, and they will never do it. Yeah. So when someone actually hard, yeah. does yeah. the thing, man, props to them. And yeah, if yeah. I don't like it, that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't have to be for me. But sure. it, as long as you make the thing that you actually want to make and you have fun doing it, that's all that really counts. Yeah. yeah. I'll always give I'll always give a filmmaker like, okay, at least one star just for being able to get one, get this film made. Yeah. And then getting it out into the world. Because yeah. there's a lot, we know. I mean, I used to be an actor and I've been in films that were made but were never released into the world. Mm. Because that's yeah. even harder than getting the film made in the first place, which is really hard because you've got to go and find some money in the first place, convince a crew and a cast that it's a good idea and put it all together. And, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Which is also why we got to the point where, like, this has got to be fun. Otherwise, what on earth are we doing? Because it's really bloody hard work, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 I did enjoy it, Kevin. Thanks. Yeah. No, no, no. It's great. It was, it was kind of like a hybrid of a couple of films I've seen. Oh, you know, recently. So there's a film called The Blue Hour. Um, Daniel Bauer um, directed it. Okay, and I'm writing then, it down. If then I'm there's right. another film, Chad Gets the Axe from ah. Travis Bible, um, which, yeah, both. I really enjoyed both of those films and I had great conversations with Travis and Daniel about the making of the film. So watching yours, like there was kind of elements like the Druids. Daniel has druids in the blue hour. And oh. this creepy, kind of fuzzy kind of effect on them as well. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So, but it was different, it was different to how you did it. Oh, fuzzy but oh no. We did not <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> listening, we did not this steal is, that. Is, we, we can do a fuzzy druid off. Yes. No, no, no. We'll Maybe we no. can do like a sequel, a, a group together, and well, together we can bill, do like exactly. a yeah. well, no, like a sequel. 
Oh, what? As in we're together? Make a... Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's fun. We're going to watch it and then... Oh, we drew it off as in, in the film. I drew it off in the film. <laughs> like Freddy, yeah. Freddy versus Jason. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, here, I can't remember who. Daniel? We'll, we'll, yeah. Daniel, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll have together. to reach yeah. out to Daniel and be like, yeah. how, do you, how do you fancy a druid off? It's being original, but nothing's original, is it? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, because I was watching The Creator the other day, mm. the yes. new Gareth Edwards film. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. But I know a lot of people, I had a lot of talk going, oh, it looks good, but the story is just like, oh. And I'm just like, what are you talking about, right? Because there's so many stories that use AI right now. Yeah. I mean, so many stories that have used AI just, you know, throughout the, the decade. So, you know, yes, he used AI, but it was different to most other stories around that that I've seen. The way that the, the robots weren't really looking to wipe out mankind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and it was just like this human element that the robots were adopting. And, it, and I mm. thought that was super interesting. So I'm like, yes, there, there's. So there's these ideas that a lot of people gravitate to, but it's seeing how these different voices approach those ideas. Yeah. And that's mm. why I like inclusivity within things, because mm. you, you see how these different people, different groups, different genders, different just people create stories mm -hmm. and that's the joy of it right so yeah. you know what i mean it's it's not no one's really copying no no you know what i mean but it's just everyone's got this different approach and that's what's fascinating we, i mean it goes Absolutely. back to myths you know i mean i'm you know i, I love my myths and things like but around the world yeah you know, at the same time thousands of years ago people in siberia were coming up with the same stories as we were over here the celts were and the, the you know the native americans were and like the, there was there wasn't like huge integration and things like that no. but like these sort of universal collective consciousness of a story an idea sprang up and, and like, of course like the influence was within like the characters as such within the stories differ slightly but that's only because the culture of, of, uh, yeah. the, of the influences that they had ready to them so you know you mm. wake up open the door or you know or the cave door <laughs> you know and look out and be like oh well you know what well, we see a tree but you know someone else sees a desert or you know or whatever so like those elements story, but, but the, the yeah. actual essence of the story remains the same and and I think that's kind of um yeah the sort of the unifying collective um is is really beautiful yeah um, and it's what and it's what we all identify with um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Like every, every religion has got a flood story, mm -hmm. right? You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like the when you look at the Norse gods and the Greek gods, very yeah. similar. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It's just it's fascinating that it there's yeah. different stories, but with these similar threads within yeah. them all. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of them Absolutely. actually got on more than I think we thought. Like the Norse came over here. 
And they were like, to the druids, like, oh, hang on, you've got that dude. Oh, well, we've got this dude. He does this. I'm like, oh, well, that's quite similar to ours. Oh, well, yeah. let's have a coffee and talk about it. I mean, obviously, there's yeah. a little bit of murder here and there, but on the whole, <laughs> I mean, a lot of spiritual guys were like, you know, they're like, okay, well, as long as you don't kill me, let's have a, let's have a chat about it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Our dude's got horns as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but ours does that, but yours does that. Oh, great. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened on the beaches. It'd be like, wait, homes, we got homes. Yeah, I was going to kill you, but look, we've got the... Th ah, cool, no. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, no pillaging today. They've got yeah, homes. Yeah. <laughs> crack, crack out the mead, lads, come on. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Like, nine days... That might be the shortest shoot time that I, I've heard so in all these conversations I've had. Nine days is crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. We did another film um, with there's an actor called Akio Mashevi, um, who and his directorial director, oh my god, directorial debut. Never say that. Um, film called Real, um, which did really well. It's like the BFI and uh, you know London Film Festival yeah. and stuff. We produced on that because he was in it, he wrote it, directed it. He made a short film before, but it was like, yeah, guys, I need like help on how the hell I do this. Um, I think we did that in nine days, or maybe it was 10 days. Did we have 10 days on that? We, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we it had 10 tends days. to be kind of like. Not a bit more. No, 12. no, it wasn't. No. Promise you. You sure it wasn't yeah. two six day weeks? I think no. it was two. Okay. Oh, um, we'll agree to disagree, but I <laughs> that's kind of what we do, to be perfectly honest. You know, we we kind of we either make big ideas but with not enough money, or yeah. we are brought big ideas with not enough money. Yeah. That's kind of how we learned to do stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Um but yeah, this one was, yeah, it was yeah, very, very quick. Two weeks. Because that I mean, that's basically we we booked the location. Um and and so it was like those are the two weeks that we've got to film this in because that's well because you, much you we call had. it a location but tori basically found it on airbnb yeah and just messaged them saying can we book this for two weeks we can't right now what we actually want to do is make a film there can we do that and they went i was very upfront right from the get -go. yeah but then they went okay let's get off airbnb and we'll chat privately <laughs> um yeah also, not so, i mean we don't say that either because airbnb oh. will be like where's our Oh well, they should get into locations. It's fine. Airbnb locations. Yeah, yeah. that's a great idea. That's a great idea. We should there you go. That's one for free. Airbnb. So we we booked it, not having a proper story at this point, not having the money to make it. Yeah, a, nothing. We're, oh, we're going to book yeah. that, no. and then now we know we've got a date. Let's write something. We had a vague idea. Yeah, a really vague idea. Um, Originally, we wanted to film it in Somerset because of the Druid ideas, a lot of that sort of stuff around here. But then obviously, the you know, Druids in Wales, mm. huge connection there. Um, so just Tori found that place. We thought, oh, well, let's just work towards that, which is quite a fun way of, yeah. fun slash terrifying way of um, making a film. But there's no time to worry about it. You just have to get on with the problems. You know. And but I mean, it lent, lent itself quite well to it. The fact that we had, you know, sort of one week to shoot the kind of commercially stuff with, but actually that was kind of three days or something, wasn't it? And then there was a couple of days lap, overlap when um, it, it was sort of everyone together. And then we then sort of finished mm. off the second week. The final week was um, was uh, the YouTubers. So it kind of, yeah, it's yeah, sort of, kind of it, well. it's, I guess when you say it and you like nine days, that's insane. But it, it sort of kind of just lent itself quite well to it and yeah. kind of, yeah. We didn't over, we, only one night we overran. Yeah. It's, unfortunately, it was that last, that last scene in the, in the woods when it was all dark and 
that that scene just everything went wrong with that. Uh, Sadly, we that we should have booked for two nights because yeah. they poor 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 actors because it was May. It was really warm, but apart from at nighttime, it was freezing. So we were like yeah. filming at three in the morning. We it was you know getting on for the summer. It was in May, so it was really light until about ten o'clock. So we couldn't yeah. even start doing anything until after then. Yeah, they were long, and they just went. And then we so there's so many ideas and things that we had, and we were like, and then we said like, we can't do this because poor Ellie is tied to a tree. Yeah, being an absolute trooper and covered in hot water bottles. Oh my god, under a amazing. cloak. Yeah, and that obviously everyone was like, you know, well looked after, but no one complained. And we, but I was like, I can't. We can't keep doing this. Yeah. <clears throat> They are going to freeze, and that's not cool. Um, well, also, that does kind of tie in. So, because we because we shot everything on iPhone, and so part of what was great and um, and meant that actually it was nice and quick and easy to sort of in a way to shoot in in such a short amount of time was because we had literally six cameras sometimes mm -hmm. at, in, at any one time. So so you got loads of coverage. So in a way, it was sort of almost quite theatrical in the way that we were shooting it because we were, you know, running the scenes and quite, you know, in, at times quite lengthy scenes, you know, up to kind of five pages or whatever. But because everyone kind of had a camera or they were the static cameras that were set up, um, you got loads and loads of footage. Um, but when it got to outside and obviously as people kind of drop off and the cameras drop off, we got fewer and fewer cameras. And then so by the time we got to being outside at night in the dark, as wonderful as iPhones are, they are still not great oh, <laughs> in low light. They are phones. They're not actually yeah, exactly. like film cameras. So we can't expect you know, so, um So that was a kind of a, kind of a challenge yeah. from that respect that kind of cropped well, up. Well, then also well. from my point of view, then you, but you kind of go, yeah, but I really want a close up of this reaction. How on earth do we do that without it being really contrived? Yeah. Mm. And, you know, so, so uh, example, like Emma falls out the window or whatever happens. Um, there's one camera that's on the desk. I, it would have been great to have seen the end result of Emma splattered on the floor, but then that yeah. would have meant Tori picked up the camera to go and look out the window. And like, it's just, she wouldn't do that. And I, obviously yeah. it's a film, it's not real, but we did try to have like, yeah, but what these characters as a human actually do she's not going to pick up the camera and go and have a look so you kind of miss shots that i would have loved to have had because of the convention you know if it's a conventional film you go well cut to close up of it would have been great to see us you know fall out the window and splat and i guess you can't do that in retrospect actually if we'd had more time then what would have been really lovely is we would have had the indulgence to go well you know what fuck it let's shoot it anyway so let's you shoot yeah. that scenario where Tori does pick up the camera run to the window and look and it, it, if it feels jammy and totally contrived then we won't use it but at least we've got it in the bag and I think we Mm. To be like perfectly honest, as filmmakers, I think we need to sort of start to learn this a bit more. It's always because we have the challenge we're up against money every single time. It's like we don't have the the money to you know for that extra few days, which would then give us that kind of well, yeah, we would have needed like flexibility a whole to explodey makeup thing, yeah, and therefore exactly. time to set so that up. We're fighting against the light that's going yeah. down, and that's got to match up the other light that we haven't even filmed yet, but it's the same scene, and that, yeah. But that, I mean, in, in hindsight, yeah, I, think that, I think, you know, that's actually what would have been great, to, to be able to kind of shoot those... Just try it anyway. ...different scenarios and be like, you know, well, maybe it will work and maybe it, it won't, but, um, yeah. yeah. Live to learn, Kevin. <laughs> she wouldn't have had to pick up the camera, though. 
What would you have done? No, because she's wearing the the, the camera on her waist, isn't she? No, no, because those are the the YouTubers. The YouTubers were, but were, Tori wasn't. And but that no, was... the 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 um director is only carrying the the kind of behind the scenes. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Pulled out the window exactly. Yeah, the it would have been the only camera yeah. that we had left in that room was the behind the scenes mm. one. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. myself. Originally, I wanted Emma to still have a camera, yes, and that fell out. But then, and after we her. saw character wise what Emma had gone through, been levitated, attacked by ghost birds, <laughs> seeing people die, we're like, she's not going to be holding a camera, she's basically <laughs> going into a massive panic attack. So, originally, storyboard wise, I did yeah. storyboard that she had the camera, she went, Oh, what's that noise or something. That and that actually took her to the window, and then she was pushed out. So we, so the camera would have fallen so out the window. The mm. But then we're like, realistically, we can't have her carrying a camera because that's she just wouldn't. You know, she's gone through yeah. too much. That is too much of a, and that's what doesn't that for found footage is found footage is found footage films for me. That is kind of what brings me out of it. If we start going, why is she still filming? Yeah. Yes. So we yeah. tried as best we could, and I'm sure we failed at some points. Yeah. To go, would she really be filming this yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. the wood stuff works with the YouTubers because you they're gonna be holding their selfie sticks. Mm. Right. Yeah. It was just I was wondering just with um um oh god damn it. Oh, who is what right. happens? I can I can help you out. Yeah, no, Tori. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah, that, that's it. I was like, what? What's this? It's Tori. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> when when you're in the room, no, when you're in the wood, you're holding the camera still. Yes. And and I was like, oh, would she still have the camera? It but was only like, it, like not... torch. That's where we were like, she needs a torch. That's the yeah. Only yeah. That's, yeah. It's a little bit, mm, but then like, it's, 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 yeah, it's not a huge thing, but that was literally probably the one of the only things where I'm just a bit like, yeah, it, it's just that, right? There wasn't a lot of things in the film where you're just like, well, obviously, no, they're not going to do that. And why would they go to Wales, right? That's no one goes to Wales, that's stupid. I'm not going to believe that, no, but. <laughs> It was just, it was just the camera. But yes, it was the torch function where you can be like, yeah. I guess it's because of that. But yeah. then I'm just like, you're running away from people. Turn your torches off. Yeah. But then we've got the dark screen. And this is when you go, yeah. But if we yeah. turn them off, no one can see anything. We're <laughs> shooting on iPhones. Exactly. So like, there's no way we. Yeah. There's there's a fact that there's that yeah. leap after a while. You're like we have no yeah. more reasons for you to be doing this. Yeah. Apart from that, if you don't. There will be no scene. Uh, yeah. We can't. We can't film you, and we can't see you. Um, I think but, yeah. that was the major predicament about found footage films. It's like, how do you get round that thing of like, why are they still filming? Because I have watched so many, mm. and like five minutes in, sometimes I'm like, why are you still yeah. filming? You know, it, it is really, really hard to kind of get yeah. around. Um, because as you say, like you know, you would you just be like, turn the light off, or yeah. don't don't you know? It's the same as like in a, any horror film. Why is she running upstairs and not yeah. out the front? but then we try that's what then we try to answer that with like well there's ghost birds in there so you can't get out 
but um, yeah. But, yeah. but with the YouTubers, it it makes sense, right? Because yeah. they're trying to get this this incredible footage so they can go viral and be like, oh. exactly. so you can still um, you understand why they are doing it. Yeah. So it, it does it does make sense in that regard. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some excellent quotes of the poster as well. Yeah. It, it does, does make sense, make sense in that, that regard. regard. <laughs> some of this film makes sense. <laughs> when, when you're writing it all out, though, like, what is that like when you're trying to plot a story and you're going, okay. In reality, this makes sense. This makes sense. Oh, but so because it's found footage, we have to do it like this. So is that gonna like? Is it easy to coalesce that in your head in that first run through when you're putting that story down? I think this one was tricky, to be honest. And we had um, we went we went and had a look at the location uh, with our DOP Pete and my brother Graham, who's great in the film but he's very much on the production sort of side of stuff as well. And we spent hours and ate a lot of pizza just trying to work out the logistics of it. Because we also like, we have to as best we can. We can't just go, ah, it's a film, doesn't matter. Mm. Some bits of that, but we did we did try. And like, I suppose with every film, you know, the, the technology of the, I suppose, of, of, of that medium dictated a lot of bits of story. So there's so many things that we wanted to try and then went, we just can't do that. We came up with like cool ideas and then went, no, but, if we're sticking to these rules, um, yeah. we we have to go this way rather than this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, that was the hardest one, I think for me as a director to get my head around as well, to kind of rather than going, yeah, all we need to do is cut away to this and that will give us a little hint of this and it'll bring another layer here, but the audience see it, but the characters don't. And that's the kind of way I normally think about stuff. You know, visual storytelling, yeah. slowly piecing it together. And like, I can't do that. If I wanted to see that, I need an actor to go over there, but why on earth would they go over mm. there? Yeah, so, which was also quite fun, though, because we both come from a theatrical background originally, um, many years ago, um, and it felt, you know, we'd sit around the night before each of the bits, especially the big scenes with the actors and, and the actors in the, in the you know, Emma and Matt and, and Graham and Hattie and stuff, um, and try and work it out together as well. So, you know, something which worked on paper, and then you go, why would they do half of this Yeah, stuff? yeah. Yeah. Um, and the and we gave the actors license to go, you know, and is that thing of like, I don't think my character would do this. They go, well, I know, but I mean, how, how do I make this work story-wise? It just doesn't, you know, it works for the film as a device. As a human being, we wouldn't do that. We've got to find another way of doing stuff. Mm. Yeah. I had one, I think I had one night, because I don't really get annoyed or angry on set. I had one night that I was just like, wasn't very happy <laughs> about about how things were going because I was being dictated to by at the time, I was like, this is stupid. I want to do this. Why can't I do this? Uh, thankfully, you know, and on the whole, um, it worked out. But, yeah, it was tricky. It was tricky that way, to be fair. But that's partly why we wanted to do it. Can we do a found footage? The jury is still out. We'll find out in a few months, a couple of months, if people think <laughs> we could or not. Who knows? I think, you know, we did bit. No, I think you did it. I think you did it, guys. Ah, Thanks, yeah. Gavin. Thanks, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> like... As you speak to Jed, like, is there this kind of community in, you know what I mean, in, in, in like, there's, I think 
you see certain filmmakers, right? You, you know, people like Christopher Nolan, Peter Jackson, Peter, Sp Simon Spielberg? Steve. <laughs> Steve. Okay. I knew it began with an S. I think he's made it, yeah. This guy, Stephen, he's made a couple of films. <laughs> Simon's the nice brother. Stephen's the evil one. Yeah, he takes the credit for everything. Simon really did yeah. the legwork. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. actually the genius. Evil twin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people just don't know. <laughs> but you see these people, and they've got, you know, they work with a lot of times the same cinematographer, the same mm. composer, right? The, like, you know, the, the, just these people. And so you can see there's this community. And you know they talk and be like, um, in interviews, if you're like, oh, yeah, I spoke to him. And, uh, and you'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you wonder if there's that same kind of community in the UK sometimes. You know, because sometimes it doesn't seem yeah. like there is. So, yeah, how how is that for you guys? I mean, for, I mean, especially at our kind of like, you know, very indie level. Um, yeah. There's okay, so there's a podcast called the Filmmakers Podcast run by Giles Alderson. Um, and he over the last like I don't know, I don't know how many years, like five, six, seven years, he's been like slowly collecting all these kind of filmmakers. Um, and he's kind of built a little community. So we now have like a little WhatsApp group, and there's probably about 30 of us on there. We've all made you know a few feature films, you know, that have all gone out in the world and, and made stuff. So there is a little community, and like today, I've been sent all this like technical stuff trying to sort out DCPs for the cinema run. And they sent me all these things. I have no idea what any of this is. So I was just asking them, going, "Has anyone ever heard of this?" To be fair, most of them go, "No, what? Why? What are these little, you know, like very technical sort of stuff?" But there is. I mean, certainly at our level, um, there very much is a community, which is nice. I yeah, think, that sort of creative camaraderie, yeah. I think, is really important because, as you said, as you mentioned earlier, it is so hard. This stuff is like, you know, it takes years sometimes to get, you know, from. The initial kernel of an idea to the whole journey that a film takes from writing the script which can you know in itself take several years mm. and then you've got to go through this not whole this one, but yeah. no <laughs> ah, not this one <laughs> but you know then you've got to go through this whole rigmarole of trying to find the finance for it and then you know i mean the actual production part of it is so minute in the, the story of of a film and then then there's the whole aftermath of you know getting it actually out there like you said which is harder in some cases than actually making it in the first place so it's such a long journey and such a tough battle that um that I think you really do need your your tribe because otherwise it can feel very lonely and very isolated and very unattainable um and so yeah I think it's just really important that to to kind of yeah keep keep a, a clan yeah, yeah I think there's quite a lot of um Oh, we've got Hello. Yeah, like it sometimes is there and sometimes isn't. It's it's odd. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's quite. I think that's why a lot of like filmmakers they'll make kind of one film, and then spend years slogging away trying to make a second one, and they kind of burn out because it's mm. it's really hard. And I think there's no way I would have carried on. I think if it wasn't for being able to kind of just at least in the back of my head, even if I kind of don't use the resources of of people like Giles and Jed and all these, all those people, at least in the back of my head, I go, I know if I'm in trouble or stuck, 
and I think I was by the end of last year, to be perfectly honest, I was feeling quite kind of like burnt out by the whole thing. I was like, this is so hard. Mm. And we're like, is this just a very expensive hobby? Yeah. You know, like so we had a film that we actually shot in lockdown. And we got, got like Ian McKellen on board and Connor Hill. It's been sold to almost every country in the world um, and for a very small amount of money. And it should have, anyway, I'm not going to go into it too much, but it's very hard to get the money sometimes from the people who owe you the money. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, this is just I getting. Mean, it's, it's made its budget, budget back. By about four times over, yeah. I yeah. think. But have we been able to pay our investor back? No, because everyone is taking a little bit here, a little bit there, and all these things you go, oh, this yeah. is, anyway. So by the end of last year, I was fe feeling kind of pretty burnt out and mad about it all. And, and I just spoke to yeah. our little group and I was like, and they were going, yeah, me too. Um, you know, it's just nice to have like a bit of a, like a support group. And I, yes. I really don't think without That's that, um, I mean, I'm getting very into like kind of how important like community of whatever that is, it's so important. I think we've lost it a lot in society these days. And the more we are able to talk to anyone in the world, the less we are having a kind of a community, which is, I think it's so, so important, no matter what we do. And I think it's maybe sometimes perhaps the misinterpretation of what community is in that, or uh, that people feel like they're connected if they check their phone their mm. instagram in the morning and oh i'm connected because i'm liking that post or you know i'm commenting on that but it's not really true connection no. and i think and i think that's really really important and i think that's maybe where we've we've gone so far down the kind of social media road that um with tricking ourselves into thinking that we've still got this community and this 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 tribe but actually it's not true connection and I think it's just so vital to to kind of to stay you know truly mm. connected and actually engaging with with people on a on a more a more personal more honest level um you know to not to kind of not shy away from being just really honest and reaching out to people and saying actually you know can we meet for a for a chat can we grab a coffee can we even you know if it is zoom like can you know so we can do a face-to-face -face rather than um rather than this kind of very remote way of and we're trying to sort of pass it on now actually as well like you know so if you're young filmmakers or you know, whoever, you know get in touch going can we have a chat like yeah great yeah i'm let's let's try and this is the only way any of us are going to survive on any level mm. is to help each other at the end of the day we're just trying to we're storytellers we're trying to get stories out there stories are so important on such a human level um if i can anyway help you of course i will I haven't got any money, so please don't ask that bit. But everything else, <laughs> very happy to help. Um, sometimes they go, "Yeah, I'm an executive producer." I'm like, "What do you What do you think that means? Do you think I'm giving money because that's not happening?" Oh, um, we wish. I know. When we win the lottery, we, yes. we keep playing the lottery, like the big one, to go, and we'd have like a proper fund, and we just go, "Is that a great idea? Great, here's the budget. We'll just give you the money." Boom. Yeah. We'll yeah, put it out there. That's the dream. <laughs> that that's great, right? There's I feel in so many things, people get up the ladder, and instead of turning around and helping the next person, they want to kick the ladder away. Mm. And I, I just find that such a weird mentality. Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah, yeah, I'm I'm always down with. You know what I mean? Because I do, you know, marketing communications. That's the day job, right? Mm -hmm. so I'm happy to talk to people about that. Yeah. And 
is free. Like, I'm not asking, I'm not going to be like, oh, pay me for that idea. Oh, pay me for that. No, because I like what I do. Mm -hmm. And if I can help you, you know, just shine more, that's what I'm, that's what I'm down for. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but there's other people and you, you, you can say to them, be like, yo, I'm looking to do this. How do I be like, ah, I don't really have time. Or, hmm. I mean, I, I'm not really looking to give people stuff for free or, or to have conversation. And you're just like, I'm not, I, I just asked you a quick question. Like, yeah. I'm not saying, let's have a four hour conversation. And you know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. I just asked you for a quick little good yay or nay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. We actually, so we actually, because of this, because we've always been asked to like go on, like podcasts or you know kind of on panels things to help people and stuff and like we love that so we ended up we were asked to write a book which came out a couple of years ago and then we were and then in it we kind of interviewed lots of different people in their respective fields because it's not just going to be us but the whole thing was it was like a journey through some of our feature films of the things that we tried that didn't go right at you know but we've learned this and like we were told we went, oh no but don't give away all the secrets I went what yeah, but yeah. Well, it shouldn't be secrets like it's gatekeeper nonsense yeah. um, i'm like you know if if we can like you know we've we've worked hard but we've tried things sometimes it hasn't worked if we can help a well, i was say young but like a young or new filmmaker not go down that road and they've made a big mistake which might be financial or whatever and then stopping making a film then of course we're going to help that it's ridiculous yeah. to say like don't tell people the secrets so it's not there's the secrets but you know there's so much stuff that people never tell you I mean, you know even if you've gone to film school which we didn't um uh like you know they, they just don't tell you half the stuff you actually really need to make a film you know because so much of it is like this is a lovely lens and that sort of stuff they go great <laughs> on set how do you how do you do a dude how do you know they yeah. are the dates how do you make that how do you read a call sheet all this kind of i wish i'm sure they do teach you at the film school but like yeah, but loads of them don't. that's the point <laughs> anyway mm. no yeah but that's that's really true and it's interesting right because when i did my degree they would go um okay so this is what you need to consider when making an advert. Boom, boom, boom. And they're like, but when you're out in the real world, you won't do it like this. Exactly. And it's like, why, why teach us that then? Yeah. Why not teach us how you'd actually do it? Like, what? Yeah. There were so many things where it'd be like, so we're going to do this today. And then be like, but when you're in a oh, job, yeah. you won't do it like this. And you're just <laughs> yeah. like, wait. What yeah. am I wasting my time here? Like, yeah, yeah. are you hearing yourself? What, what yeah. what's happening? You know, it, it's very there's that weird thing when you're you're in education and you're learning, but then also with the ideas stuff, right? There's people have said that to me as well. Be like, oh, you shouldn't tell people your ideas, and I'm just like, it doesn't really matter because they're not me. Right, like yeah. they won't be able to do things the way I do. They don't see things as I see things. Yes. So I can tell you something, and you're gonna have a completely different approach to that thing. So the outcome will be different. Yeah. yeah. We're the whole thing of like we've got this. We've all got the same stories in us, but we're always gonna tell it in a different way because I've gone through very different, you know, life journey to yeah. to, to the guy who made was it the blue the blue hour for example. <laughs> We might have fuzzy druids in it, but we've you know we looked at them from a different perspective. Exactly. exactly. I really want to talk about that. I know. I'm really I might have to watch that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also. I might actually email the director and go, "Look, mate, we've done this film. I promise you, I did not see yours before." 
<laughs> no, no, no. They're very different stories. Okay. okay. Very, right. yeah, very different stories. Yeah, yeah. You know. But, yeah, um, I know, but now I know that. I'm, I'm going to watch because that's going to come up on, like, YouTube and stuff. There's going to be someone, <laughs> as in someone's going to go, uh, they clearly stole that from me. <laughs> like, oh, all right, yeah, fine. <laughs> but, it, but it's like when Deep Impact and Armageddon both oh, came out. I know. <laughs> in the 90s almost every year they were like hang on but these are the two same films how is that how did it happen like it just happened to happen yeah mm, whatever was going yeah, on in the whole world yeah. The time. yeah there was two robin hood films there was two yeah. snow white films yeah. right yeah. It, it's just this weird thing and people think oh they copied and be like yo that's not how it works He's made a Titanic film. Quickly, make a massive Titanic <laughs> film. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. Years well, of planning, years got of nine writing. days. Can we do Titanic? Yeah. <laughs> the coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, raising the finance for those things takes years in the first right. place. So there's oh no like, God. yeah, being it's impossible. <laughs> Although there is that fun company, isn't there, in America, where they go, they'll they will purposely do, oh yeah, like a copy. But like a really low budget sort of homage sort of piss. Oh, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. like and they do a load of stuff for Sci-Fi Channel. That that one, yeah, like, yeah, Sharknado like... and all of that yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But someone do like they'll do Sharknado, and then which I used to think for, for years I thought was Sharknado. I didn't know what it was about, and then I saw it. I was, oh, it's Sharknado Sharknado. and sharks in it. Great, very Sharknado. clever. But then, but then they would do like Crocodile and the do or whatever. Crocodile. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Shot do. Yeah, oh, which yeah. I think oh, is a great yeah. title for something. I just, uh, yeah. We're just not quite sure. What. It sounds like a Scottish folk band from the seventies. <laughs> and we are Shark Nadu. <laughs> or, or it's like a um, um, a Mary Poppins spin-off. You know, Vic Van Dyke can be like, oh, oh gotta have a couple or two and a Shark Nadu. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Yeah, what is a shark to do? Oh no! It is a shark I'm gonna. It's a Welsh dessert. I don't know how you. Yeah. That's why the druid was shaking. Is that too much shark to do? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm too much shark to do today. Sorry. He's just jonesing. Bring a bag of those. Whoops. Oh dear, oh dear. Takes a whole puts a whole new spin on our film now. To be fair. They ruined it for all the people watching. <laughs> I was enough to people listening to me like, I haven't seen Sharknado. Sharknado is great. Crocodile Nadu is also very good as well. Smaller oh, budget. Right. Silly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. No, this is like, um, it's, it's funny that you made the film because it's like, you wanted that challenge like what did you when that came up though what was the fault like what did you think the biggest challenges were gonna be and then once you now it's done what actually turned out to be those biggest challenges mm, i i can't remember what my initial because I, I think both of us genuinely sat there and going can we can we do this? Uh, I mean, for me, it was definitely as an actor mm. filming 
and acting at the same time because I am not technical in any way shape or form so the idea nor am I like a big content maker <laughs> you know as in like as in like I don't you, you know don't I don't film, film a lot yourself myself yeah. you know like a, I'm not I'm, I'm not a you know big Instagrammer or anything like that so so like for me the idea of kind of yeah just filming and also doing a performance as well just was terrifying um because you know there's just so much to think about and and I think I still I would still stand by that I think that for me personally that was the biggest challenge for sure but that was see that was my fear like asking actors to do that and also because I know what I'm like as a director going like I need you know, I need you to know that in this moment, I need you to bring the camera closer so I can have that little moment of oh, that thought. Are actors going to be able to do that whilst also, you know, trying to be in the moment and going, oh my God, I'm being chased by, uh, you know, 18th century druid. Mm. But to be fair, I, I was like, no, no, they, I I think they've smashed it. You know, they, they really did. My, the thing I hadn't worked out at the time until I was on set was the thing I sort of talked about of going, yeah, but I need. We need to cut in there. We need to be able to cut into that close-up of that. And like, I can't. I had not imagined that bit because I was so worried about like, how do I communicate to the actors? Okay, in this moment, I know I know you're looking over there, but I need you to find a way as a character to bring the camera a little bit closer to you, so you can have that. So I can have that moment. I need. I want this kind of framing, but it's also got to work as a character. They absolutely smashed that. Um, that, and then it was the other stuff I had not planned. Of, yeah, but how do I? How do I do all the other bits? That that flummoxed me, to be honest, a lot for a lot of the time. Mm. I know when I plan stuff, I'd storyboard it and go, "Oh my god, I'm drawing a close up. I can't, I can't do a close up because it's a static mm. camera." Shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I don't think, I mean, there's no way around that. But um, that's why we wanted to do it, to be honest. You know, I mean, you know, I, I don't mind making something and failing, to be honest, um, because I think that you know, I think we've at the moment, touch wood. Um, we're very lucky that we keep getting to do that, you know, and we learn each time. I, mean, I genuinely think it's the only way to to learn of just having a go. Um, and then also, you know, the fact that it has got out in the world and people are going to watch it is great because then we will get feedback from people, um, you know, and they go, yeah, yeah, didn't think of that. Cool. All right. I've learned something. You know, I'm I'm quite good now at not taking it personally because it's, you know, it's art. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's silly art, but it's still art, you know, and it's just our version of this story everyone of course would have done it differently is there something I can learn from that to go on to hopefully if we get to make another one you know so um yeah yeah don't know where I was going with that went off on a little that all makes sense and it's oh, Travis said something similar ah. about the fact being you 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 busy yeah you're asking the actors to film but then you're thinking Oh, will they know how to take the shot? Will they know how mm. to frame it properly? Will they know how to do this? And you know, I mean, it's like, will they know to turn the camera so we mm -hmm. then see this thing? And, and it's that that concern, that that fault, like, ah, oh, how will this work? But then you find, oh no, they get it right, and yeah. so it, it all kind of works out. It, it's yeah. uh, 
And I think also, I mean, like Pete, our DOP, was amazing in sort of like handling a lot of the technicalities. So actually, he would literally hand us the camera and Everything it would be like, it's all set, ready to go. Yeah. So, so actually, that side of things, you know, we could just not not concern ourselves with and not um, worry we, about. We sort of rehearsed like theatre as well. So we could rehearse it. OK, is that going to work? But then we would light it. Um, as best we could yeah, and stuff. So yeah, yeah we had and, that luxury. And I think actually part of the joy of found footage films is that you don't know what you're getting. So you kind mm. of run the scene, but it's never ever gonna be the same. You know, mm. you don't have the rig and the dolly and you do, so you, you know, and it's not on, so you know that every shot is always gonna be completely different because no one will move identically each take. So actually that's kind of the really lovely beautiful thing about fan footage is that you know you get these kind of beautiful shots that you're like that wasn't meant to happen but great wow yeah i mean like that's like and you know we, you talk about happy accidents and we, that's, we set yeah. up so we were all you know we'd, we'd let wind the actors up let them go and we'd all be in another room but we we were watching all of the cameras um when the internet worked um and we so we could watch all of it so but then sometimes there were six cameras and i was having to flick around just going is the is the story there I think it I think it is and a bit like fun to watch and go oh my god Riz has done that Tori's done this okay that works and um, I always like to have the editor around as well so William Honeyball um who also like helps on the sound and DIT and that sort of stuff so we can be there and put it to you know, together and sometimes we can play stuff back and go yeah no this will work with this great I haven't even thought of that and then oh Matt's turned around there Graham's gone over here but we were able to kind of keep a track of it so the actors had no idea often what was going on but we did at least we were able to properly um track it all basically um through the magic of uh apple tv box there you go <laughs> thanks apple <laughs> yeah no that's that's funny because yeah travis used that too really? and, yeah and he said when he was doing the because it was trying to work out how to do the stuff outside when you're using the phones and the coverage and so he's just like oh we just found if you have several apple tvs around it all connects to that and you don't yeah. need coverage yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 there was quite a lot of the tech it was i think it was almost more technical than when we've worked with like you know ari alexis and all that you know and the proper crew and stuff like thinking of all this like the logistics of of that the infrastructure yeah. i think was more complicated than the monitoring infrastructure yeah, yeah. well then also yeah. sound as well you know because obviously yeah. we had to mic everyone up and then hide mics around the place so even yeah. in the woods and stuff you know we we had lights and we had mic and mics back sort of stuff yeah just all the other bits that went wrong <laughs> now you something that you said just a minute ago about you know when this goes out to the world and you'll be able to see that reaction from the public how do you cope with that because now there's been so many times when people don't gravitate to something and then they do right because when darko came out people were just like oh this is so weird and then everyone's like oh my god this is amazing you know what yeah. i mean but that initial what what are they doing this is fucking stupid right yeah so it's having that reaction from the public, but then going, but are they right though? Right? Yeah. Because then they're going to change their mind next month. So yeah, how? Yeah, yeah. So when people are just like that sucks, right? Do you go? All right, I see their point, or 
mm, or is it more like if someone says, I really liked it, but when fear does that thing, it doesn't make sense. You'd be like, okay, that's, I get that yeah. criticism because they're yeah. talking about this scene, this thing, that, like, yeah. So when you're dealing with just all of that noise, how do you filter things? I think you've, I think you just nailed it, to be honest, Kevin. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, if it's something like that's specific and you go, okay, I can see their point. And if it is, I go, okay, well, like, you just have to change perspective, which is what a director has to do, be able to do, um, you know, in the scene and go, look at it from your point of view, look at it from your point of view. If it's something specific, even if I don't agree, I can go, okay, well, that's a good point. Well, maybe I, I'm going to bank that and maybe I can play with something the next time we do it. If it's something a little bit generic of like, oh, I was boring, I fell asleep, okay. You know, celebrity. Just not just, for you. Not for you. Or yeah. you had a really tough day at work, or you argue yeah. with your partner, or you're actually secretly worried about your sick dog and stuff. I'm like, you know, I'm quite kind of empathetic from I'm like, okay, you might be taking it out on the film for other reasons if it wasn't yeah. a specific thing. And like, you know, it's because I look back and there's so few films where I go, I hate that for no reason yeah. at all. There's always if I haven't enjoyed it. I go, well, hang on, but why, what, what was my day like? What was I, did I just misunderstand? Did I think it was something different? That happens sometimes. I go into something and you go, I thought it was this, but it wasn't that. So then I've got to reevaluate. If I'd known it was that, maybe I would have enjoyed it more. You know. I think as we, because we kind of battle with it ourselves quite a lot. It's like, you know, do you want to read the reviews before you watch something? Because, mm. you know, because you do get sort of slightly tainted by people's opinions. And so, you know, that this happens often where you go in and you think that you're watching, you know, uh, this sort of film. And then actually it turns out to be something else. And it's not that you kind of didn't enjoy it you just weren't expecting it yeah and, I think and it might big, literally yeah. just be influenced by something a review that you've read and yeah. they've seen it that way and you see it kind of in a totally different way so I think yeah we're fairly sort of um philosophical about a lot of that yeah. stuff you go okay you hated it you haven't said why so maybe there's other stuff going on but also you know if people don't like something it's fine but if it's criticism where you go I don't think this worked because of it okay right let's break that down that's something I could maybe use even if I don't agree with it, why did you think that? Mm. Have I missed something earlier on in the film that maybe I should have highlighted a bit more, which would have led to this? Because I assume, because that's the problem. You know, we get we get into a proper echo chamber of our own sort of thoughts of um, <laughs> uh, of of like, yeah, this is really obvious. And then you watch, and then you go, oh, hang on, but that's only obvious if you picked up on this tiny little thing there. And then it's obvious. But if you don't, if you happen to sneeze at that moment, or you know, someone behind if you're in the cinema, someone behind you rustle and you turn around like, oh, loud rustler, yeah. you've missed that tiny image. That no longer makes sense. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I need to I need to rethink that for next time. Mm. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was learnable. You know, I mean you can just learn from everything, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think it was oh, I think it was in 2018. I'd I'd watched something during the London Film Festival and I then interviewed the director and like, I, so I said to him, I was just like, I, I like the film, but there's a bit in it. And it, I, I just didn't really think it made any sense. Right. And he's just like, oh no, because like in the mirror, we have this thing and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, right. Okay. Right. Because my eyesight is terrible. I'm basically blind, right? So I can miss 
visual cues. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll be in a screening and people be like, oh, no. And I'm just like, yo, what? What is everyone doing? Like, what's going on? I see nothing. And then yeah, there's yeah. a shadow appears and everyone's like, oh my God. And things like that. And so I miss those things. And so when the director said this, I'm like, that would have made perfect sense then. I get it. Yeah. So but it's think, interesting sometimes having those conversations with people and thinking about, you know, the things that don't work for you and why they don't work. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, completely. But then you then you have the conversation of like, okay, because you, you know you don't have to be blind to have like have those moments as well. You know, you do miss. Everyone misses things. Yeah. Because you might be looking at one side of the screen and the thing happened over here. And you go, well, hang on, what was that? Oh, or, or whatever. But then mm. you know, the filmmaker, you go, okay. Should, does that mean I should change everything now from now on to make that more explicit? Or should I just keep slogging on that way and just maybe tweak something or, you know, you know, then you kind of get into a battle with yourself of like, should you just do what the audience sort of says? Yeah. Because you know, then okay, is that going to dictate the story? And if that's not the story you're telling? Yeah. But I mean, don't know what the answer is yet. Hmm. No, I, I think you just do what you do, right? Yeah. Because you know as you said there's, there's i i remember when i watched incept i loved inception oh yeah me too but then the next time i watch it i saw some different things i'd be like oh shit and then the next time you see some other things you'd be like yo it was the same with tenant i remember yeah. watching tenant and i'm being like love it and then you watched it again and i was just like oh oh sorry can you lift the dog up slightly it, yes, it, it, no, no, it's a dog because there's sometimes <laughs> there's sometimes maybe and you'd be like rubbing its head. Yeah, it's the Tory of Matthew, and so it's like, is he? What's he no, doing? There's, there's a dog. There's a dog. Like, oh they're having God. a they're having a conversation, and he's like, oh. <laughs> no, just, I did that a minute ago. Yeah, she's getting a little bit like, oh, you know. Maybe. No, she hasn't been fed yet. And yeah. I think she's starting to be like, um, where's my food? Yeah, yeah. Well, so context. We have a small border terrier on our lap. Border terrier on the yeah, lap yeah, for the entire lap. thing. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad you yeah, said that, Kevin. Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be like, what is she doing? A lot of hand movements under the table. A lot of hand movements under the table. It's very cold in Froome and we've got to, you know, we've got to do something to warm up. <laughs> Okay. Oh, See, it's oh all about God. context, Kevin. You've just exactly that's there exactly we it. Go. some people will miss that. I'm not really, yeah, there we go. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is. I think you you catch things on the second viewings a lot of the time, and as long as a story makes sense, it's fine that you might miss some things on that first run through. You know, it, it's just like I was watching something the other day and it was meant to be it was supposedly a rom-com. But I'm just like, I don't see the comedy here. Right. Mm. And it was about these two. <laughs> it was just like, um, oh, God, I forget what how they framed it. But it was like meant to be the, these two romantic people who are just burnt out in relationships. And I'm just like, no, it's not. It's too toxic people that are just 
fucking other people around mm -hmm. and, and i'm just and it's and it's telling a story about how they then they find love together but i'm just like you're, you're not showing why they might fall in love with each other right mm. and you're not showing how they may have grown mm. right and and that's a I think there's something in a film where some things might be a little ambiguous and they're keeping you on the edge of your seat and it's like, oh, is that happening? Is that happening? Blah, blah, blah. But when you're telling a story and if you're, you're trying to say this is this, but there is just no evidence whatsoever, yeah, then it makes no sense. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, so, yeah. yeah, it's a visual medium. That's the thing. I think a lot of people sort of sort of forget. We you can't just sort of say the things and expect us to sort of to, to, to go along it with verbat it. Verbatim, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, that's what we have learned as well, because we, and it's kind of like, I think especially when you're first starting out, uh, you hear like a lot of younger filmmakers going, no, no, no. But on the second viewing, they'll get it. I'm like, we cannot expect people to watch the film more than once. Of course, people are going to watch. You know, the classics. I mean, like, like it's not that old, but like Inception. Yeah, you know, people are going to watch that again and again. I do, you know, all those films. But you can't assume, no matter what the budget is, that people are going to watch it. Mm. You know, like, you, if you watched Dagger again, yeah, you are 100% going to see things that you definitely didn't see. Tori watched it quite a long, a few times. Didn't notice quite a lot of the stuff, and she was in it. Uh, I was like, no, 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 but look, he's at the window. There's that slight movement of the curtain there. You'd probably have to watch that no, five times before you again. even before you even sort of see it. We can't assume that. That that was a big thing. So we yeah. were like wanting to hover around like some subtle little things. But I'm like, this is so subtle, you're not going to see it at all first time. And we can't assume people are going to watch it a second. So do we crank that up? Which is why. So a lot like a lot of found footage films, it's only really like, almost like the last 15 minutes where stuff starts to kick off, and we were like, ah, that's cool. But why don't we start it earlier? So I think we're about 40 minutes in, and then we start ramping things yeah. up because i was like i no not that i get bored but i am sometimes a little bit like we are just watching people ramble on a bit now and that's good because you need to build character and what, what's going on and set up and where are we the world building but i also want something to happen yeah yes. so there was quite a lot of like battle on set as well and within our team of about four of you know there was some people who were like no 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 keep it really subtle until right at the end i don't want to see it I'm like no no i want to see stuff to be honest mm. um because some, you know, sometimes we go, yeah, no, but the second time they watch it, they'll see that. Like, we can't think like that at all. That's, a, that's an amazing luxury. But there are so many films these days. You know, I mean, thousands get made every year and just churned out. And, you know, it's just trying to, okay, even the fact they've watched it once is kind of a miracle. Let's not assume they're going to come back next week because there's another hundred films that have appeared mm -hmm. on Netflix, Disney, da, 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 Apple, blah, 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 for them to watch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that is, for me, changing storytelling as well. For, for me because a lot of our, our earlier films were more I think a lot more subtle mm. with with I mean this is still you know uh, but they were a lot more subtle I think and slow burn and much more slow burn which is the kind of stuff I like because I loved kind of like 70s films yeah. and that sort of stuff so really charactery and like you know oh we'll just look at a tree for a while and that yeah. kind of stuff but it, but now I'm like no we've got to speed it up because people you know the audience has changed yeah which means the medium has changed, and if we we have to adapt, otherwise, you know, we're not going to make any more films. Mm. Basically, I, th I think that's an interesting point, right? Because when all the streaming platforms and everything came, everyone's just like, "Oh, this is going to change the game," right? It, it's going to create so many more options 
for creatives. Mm-hmm. But as you said, it then creates those options, but it means there's so much more stuff for people to consume. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the issue, what do I consume? Yeah. Like yeah. You know, Apple, or do I go to Disney? Do I right. go to Paramount? Like, oh, yeah. which which one am I gonna watch on Netflix? Prime, you know, yeah. Yeah. and there's great films that kind of get left by the wayside where like you know. 10 even 10 years ago 20 years ago there would have been like huge these amazing mm. huge films because like they people would have got behind it the distributors and the pr people and, or and everyone would have gone look this is a really cool idea it might not be very or you know let's push that now it's like yeah that was yesterday there's 10 more films today and yeah so like so many i think decent fighting films. for the, the spotlight yeah but they're just yeah. getting lost which is i think is really really sad um yeah. and the problem is then you know it is it is a business so then those filmmakers if they don't make money back for the investors they don't get to make a second film so i think a lot of like good really really talented very good filmmakers are not getting the chances that they should be because of this new way of doing stuff to be honest and he's actually weirdly i i was one of those people going this is amazing this is going to create so many jobs so much stuff going on it's weirdly shrinking things yeah um see people more and more people to be honest seem to be out of work and there's like mm-hmm. there seems to be all that, so much content which i hate that word but you know so many stories mm-hmm. out there but not that many people working on them which is yeah. weird um yeah don't know don't know what's well going i on. think because it is it's the sort of the era of the studios but we're that we're back there yeah <laughs> <aren't we? laughs> um it's kind of come full, full circle and we're mm-hmm. back there and um and yeah it's interesting that you say that is that you know you, it, it's sort of this this kind of jungle of of options but then I find it quite frustrating because you can't like no one can afford I mean few people can afford to you know have the membership of Netflix and Apple and Disney and Paramount and you know you're you're paying all of these Mm -hmm. everyone can afford like all of the subscriptions Mm -hmm. like we certainly can't so then you have to kind of pick and choose of like well, what sort of content do they t- tend to like? Oh, but then, you know, I love some of the Apple TV stuff that they're producing. I think it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Yeah. But then, you know, actually, they don't really have, they have fewer films. And actually, you know, so you then kind of like, well, where do I go to to kind of, you know, and I, it is very much a sort of like, well, this month we'll have to do this and then we'll do that for a couple of months and then we'll switch on to that. And then, but then you kind of miss stuff along the way. Although now I've started, like, just, I'm like, I'll actually pay for, I'll, I'll go on Amazon and I'll buy the film because yeah. I know at least, at least a tiny bit of that money is going to go back to the filmmaker so yeah. they can pay their investor back. So I'm, I'm gone, I've gone a bit old school now as well. Yeah. And if it's a DVD, oh, it's a DVD or Blu ray. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> I'm all over it. <laughs> Which I think is really interesting. Like HMV have just op- reopened yes. shops. I I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. And like, so I actually um like teach like uh like filmmaking and screen acting and things. So working with like you know 20, 21 year olds, and they kind of seem to be going back to the days of actually having things like, which yeah. is you know a tangible physical I can keep this which I think is actually kind of a, really quite hopeful to be honest mm. from that point of view because that was a huge that was what that used to be one of the biggest revenue streams for, for filmmakers mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. With DVD, you were going to get a good portion of your yeah. uh, of your budget back you know selling it to like Netflix you might get like a quarter of your budget back they've also got it for four years you can't sell it to anyone else how do you get the rest of the money back? You know, yeah. so it kind of that's yeah. Okay, from a filmmaking point of view, mm-hmm. right? Two things. 
So the mm, how which to go? All right. So you've sold something to Netflix, right? How do you kind of broker that kind of situation, right? Because if they've got the film, say, for four years, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, how do we make some extra money from this? Do you think, oh, we've we should got all this footage. Let's put together the DVD extras. We have that on our website, and then people pay a little bit and they can you know the have the behind the scenes mm -hmm. they can have the um cast interviews and the, the, yeah. What, yeah. What, yeah what was it the commentary track that's yeah. it yeah. you have a commentary track on the website when they watch it on the streaming platform you can tee it up so you get the commentary yeah. track yeah, that's a great idea. This is Kevin. That really is. Wait, yeah. I'm copywriting it. You can't no. have it. It's I get, I get, fine. He was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll let people have my own ideas. Yeah, now, now you're on a million dollar. No idea. one heard that, right? No one heard that. That's a great idea because I, I learned so much from just watching, like, you know, the, like the Lord of the Rings commentaries and things, which oh go on for about God. eight or nine days. Yeah, yeah but it's a great, you know, you just, I learned so much from that sort of stuff. Because I think two of our films did go on in, on DVD and stuff, yeah. which is great. But like they're not they're not all going to do that. But that's a great idea of of having having extra stuff yeah, and just really kind of going look, yeah. just have it free. Just uh, stick it on YouTube. Have a link on your website and go. Yeah. If you want to know how we made this, have a look at this. Yeah. 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 But so because you've got that. But then if you're going to sell a DVD and a Blu-ray, what when you're making the film? Are you thinking about the extras while you're making it? So you know, all right, let's save that. Oh, well, all right, we don't, we can't put that in the film, but let's save it for the extra. Like, how do you work that out? Well, you're meant to be. Yes. And so, like, we failed, but we didn't fail on this and we had no more space in the house. But, like, say, for example, on the, we did a film called The Isle where we actually had a decent budget and proper crew and stuff. So we would have like an EPK and we had someone doing the epk um, you know so he was doing all the proper stills and he would sit and yeah. have interviews with everyone and doing behind the scenes like filming that sort of stuff so you are meant to um if you want to do that sort of stuff have budgeted that in mm -hmm. so you know so obviously we had to, so that was aiden so you know he got his daily fee and we fed him and put him up and all that sort of stuff um but that is of course that means you have to have someone else doing that so on this one we went there's not enough of us so we'll 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 film bits and we'll take photographs but then after a while, you, you forget. Yeah. It goes out the, the window, you know. especially, window. you know, yeah. like you're on set and you're like, oh, oh, no, that actor's just got their trait. Oh, no, damn it. We were meant to, you know, yeah, ask yeah, them yeah, a yeah. couple of questions and take some photos. Yeah. And um, that didn't happen. And now they've gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you are really meant to be thinking about all that stuff. And I did start like, so, we, you know, we, we do the, um, the location recce. So I would, I would go around filming stuff. And yeah. when we were all debating uh like you know how we put the story together i would film stuff whilst we were chatting and things ha having this idea like a kind of a video diary thing because it's found footage or oh, we'll have like a kind of behind the scenes found footage type-esque thing going on along with it got to about <laughs> day two of the filming that yeah that stopped <laughs> very sadly but mm -hmm. yeah but yes exactly uh listeners you should if you can try and budget that in oh, one way or another time-wise or whatever it is to make sure that happens make sure you get your your, your chats with your actors whilst they're on set preferably in costume yeah all that kind of stuff because also <laughs> you try and talk to them six months later 
they've probably, you know, with any luck, done two couple of more projects. They haven't got a clue what you're talking no. about. They're like, oh, yeah, we went to Wales, didn't we? Oh, yeah, that was fun. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't remember the things we, yeah. Um, yeah That's so- always the fun thing about sort of like, the, the the press bit as well is like you know because because I think people forget that a little bit that like quite a lot of the time when you're interviewed as an actor you're sort of like oh, yeah this was what? two years ago yeah. um <laughs> this was not so bad but it's still my character okay yeah cool cool yeah. cool yeah we filmed it in May so we were kind of beginning the idea in March a bit yeah. and then April went okay we'll 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 get on this but that's still quite a long time to try and remember what we did yeah. But that's part of the fun. <laughs> so the film is dropping in April, right? Yes. Yes. So it starts, well, actually, so in February in the UK, we, we're doing various um, special like Q&A screenings around the country. Mm-hmm. We'll probably have 10 or so screenings. Um, yeah. Through February and March. Through, through, through February and March, we'll be kind of pottering around like little these special screenings. People watch the film. And we have a chat afterwards. You know, they can ask questions. We'll have a moderator and stuff. And then 2nd of April, it goes on uh, digital in America, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. Canada. On the 8th of April, it's the UK and Ireland digitally as well. So, yeah. yeah. And there may be more to follow um, by by the time it all comes out. But, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, so it's, that... yeah, it's a funny refilm. It's, it's got a pretty decent yeah. life. No, that's great. Like, um, what? How do you find like those kind of screenings with the Q and A's and all of that kind of thing? What's that like for a, a filmmaker? We quite literally we've done it a few terrifying. times. Terrifying. Oh, you mean you find you mean find them as in make them, or actually what happens when you turn up? No, like so you're you're going to a screening now so everyone's going to consume it and then you've got the questions afterwards yeah yeah I mean it's quite terrifying really because I mean personally uh, I hate watching myself at the best of times so there's that and then it's just also sort of like it's really is one of those lovely things where you're kind of like when you're if you are sitting there in the audience being there for their reaction which is lovely in some cases because you know people laugh and you're like yay people are laughing at the right bit you know kind of thing um but then also it is equally quite terrifying to sort of you know because you never know what anyone's gonna ask you know what they're yeah I I love that but hopefully I don't know if you can tell I love chatting about all this kind of stuff like even if there's an audience people who hated it like okay let's have a chat about that that's (laughs) But like watching it, there's I I don't know what the point of it will as in what which point in the film it will be for Dagger. But I remember in uh, we made a film called Two Down about ten years ago, and I think it's twelve minutes into the film. It's a dark comedy, but it's mm. quite thrillery. And it gets to twelve minutes, and there's a really kind of strange little joke that Alex Hassel makes. And if the audience laugh, we go, they're right, in. they get it. Or now they go, oh, it's that kind of film. Yeah, and they're in for We're the rest okay. of it. Right. So I remember like sitting in like all the screenings because we did loads of festivals and all sorts of stuff, sitting there for 12 minutes going, oh, please get it, please get it, please get it. And then they would laugh and I go, oh, thank the gods. <laughs> but like, no, and sometimes just... they wouldn't. And you'd be like, oh. Oh, yeah. I think, no, no, there's only one screening where no one, I'm like, oh, no, there's no like one, another 90 no, minutes. No one laughed because you got the whole thing. But then actually at the oh, end, yeah. they were like, oh, no, we, you know, they, the feedback was really positive. We like, oh, they no, really we loved, loved it. it. We got it. And we're like, none of you laughed. It's a dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the dagger, I think, will be a, 
will be quite a terrifying one because yeah. it's kind of silly for 40 minutes yeah. and then kind of flips into something else. So either we've got a it might not be funny enough the first half and the second half might not be scary enough. So then we've really messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think uh, I do think screenings are like if someone watching it by themselves, it's such a different experience. Because like yeah. in a screening, if someone laughs, you go, Oh, okay, I'm allowed to laugh. It's the I was permission just about to say that. Yeah. yeah. It the gives permission, permission to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And you just need yeah. someone to kind of giggle. And then you go, yeah. and then people go, Oh, I'm allowed to. Oh, this is that kind of film. Great. I'm allowed. If you're at home, um, then it's I think it's much harder because you don't know if you you're allowed to or, or not. You know, yeah. and you go, I don't really get it. I'm like, yeah, but if you've been in the, if you've been in the cinema, yeah. It's that whole shared experience, which is why I think cinema will never die, theatre will never die, because it's the shared experience is mm. just like, yes. you know. Definitely. So, so good. Uh -huh. And <laughs> with the, um, yeah, with the, with the Q&As, are you able to kind of dictate the, like the panel? Can you go, yeah, we'd like the actors to be with us on this one, or, oh, can we have the um, editor with us on this one? Or do you get told, oh, we just want this or we want that? Like how does yeah. that? Work? They're, they're pretty good to be honest. As long as there's people, they're 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 happy. They like yeah. a mixture of cast and crew. Yeah. If there's anyone a bit famous, obviously they like that. Um, but generally they like yeah, just as many people as you can you can rustle up. Okay. And afford to plop around, you know, bring around the, the place. <laughs> plop around. around. But also the thing is with actors, um, like the filmmakers, you know, if we're lucky, we probably make a film every three years. Actors, you know, so trying to hope now. Well, no, that sounds bad. Hope that none of the actors get a job. Um, but <laughs> as, you know, they might go, yeah, of course, we'll turn up. And then they publicize it. They put it on their big screen, you know, da da da, with da da da. And then they go, I've got a job. I'm in Brazil for six months. Like, mm. okay, we've lost them. There's no control because you can't go, yeah, but you need to be here for this. Yeah. We're just going there. We're very much it. looking forward to our. We are. Yeah. <laughs> but as in, we can't, we can't, you can't make them. You know, if this was a $200 million Chris Nolan one, they will probably contractually obliged to do that. Please, please. please. <laughs> next time, or next time. Um, but yeah, but no. But also, I mean, the actors tend to really, really enjoy it as well. Um, I think because we get we had a screening, and now they're all on board. I think none of them had a clue what this film was going to be. To be perfectly honest, especially because none have, of them still don't. Well, so, no, <laughs> not Barbara hasn't got a clue what is it. Um, no, because they, especially because there were two halves: there's the advert team and then the YouTubers, and a little bit of mingling. Neither side really knew what the film was about. And then we had the screening, and then they were like, oh, that's what it, oh, great. Oh, that's cool. That works. So now they're like, yeah, we'll come to as many screenings as we can. You know, we have to go and we've got to find the money to put them up and get them there and feed them on all that sort of yeah. stuff. But, you know, it's, you know, it's worth it. It's why we slog away for years doing it. Awesome. And how can people find out if it's screening somewhere near them? Oh. Well, oh, we are such a good question. Kat. Well, oh. we are in the process because we're still nailing down the dates. We're going to have on our on our website. We yes, will, yes. So on fizzandgingerfilms.co.uk, we will have a dedicated page um, to the screenings, and that will be updated because we know we've got like seven or eight confirmed now, but we don't know exactly what times. Yeah. So we have to wait for the cinema. So it will be updated, and there's more screenings that might come in as we. We do go along, you know. Yeah. We were kind of thinking, oh, maybe five or six. It's already going up every day as well. Yeah, I think so. it's looking probably more like ten now. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a nice, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's awesome. And still adding, yeah. 
Okay. Socials, you know, I, I don't really like social media, but this is the time when it's actually really handy. Yes. You can kind of go on there for free, as in people can, and we'll go, look, this is when it's showing. Great. Yeah. Mm. I'm right around the corner for me. Okay, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we make sure not to be London-centric as well. We try our best to be as movable as we can as well. Yes. Which is important. Mm. <laughs> You're a Londoner. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Does anywhere else exist? You know? <laughs> oh, cheek. I'm joking, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, we've, we've got a, we've definitely got a couple of London ones confirmed. We're in Crouch End, North London, and Ritzy in the Ritzy. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So we've definitely got those two. Which confirmed. also means people from the north but, don't need to go south. South yeah. don't need to go north. It's okay. We're not going to make you do that. But we'll try. We'll try and get a central one as well for you know yeah. everyone concerned. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think the Prince Charles would be a, oh, a yeah. great venue. I love the yeah. Prince Charles. And I will say, because basically you have to sort of forewall it where you hire it. There's no mm. kind of like, because right. it, every, every filmmaker wants to go and do this. So it's kind of go, oh, Q&A, 50-50 split like other cinemas do. I, I worked out the prices to kind of just break even. And it was something like £17 a ticket we'd have to charge just to kind of pay mm. all their fees and all this kind of stuff. I was like, I can't. For a 77 minute long film, I was like, I can't really yeah. warrant asking people yeah. at the moment. No one's got any money. Yeah. You know, I just didn't think it was a bit, it was very fair. As much as I love Prince Charles Theatre and I'm a member yeah. of, but um, yeah, sorry. Okay. About that. But the Picture House are great. Picture House are very helpful, which is great. The light, yeah. that, yeah. in, which is another they're company amazing. around the place, they're, they're helpful as well. Which is great. Oh, splendid, splendid. Yeah. Oh, you have to do like um, a found footage evening. Or something like you guys, maybe Jed, like some other cat, and, and then you do a little kind of, you know what I mean? Bring, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. People can watch several films, and then you have a big conversation at the end or after each film. Because none of them are very long. Yeah, yeah. yeah great yeah, as well. Yeah, like exactly. host is about an hour long. Yeah, you could do like a, you could do Ghost Watch. Oh, that'd be so good. Host and Dagger. I mean, not everyone shares <laughs> your love Ghost of Ghost Watch. <laughs> He's very formative as a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> that, I mean, that would be fun. That would, that, that would be fun. That sounds like a great idea, like yeah, a kind of a idea. mini found footage festival. Just like yeah. 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 Found fest or something. Oh, oh, yeah. Kevin, you really are in marketing, aren't you? That, you're coming out with all sorts of great ideas. <laughs> all right. Well, the three of us, well, the four of us, we'll have a chat with Jed and we'll see yeah. what we can come up with. <laughs> Sounds like a fan, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, the links will be on the website, right? So I'll put a link to the dagger section of your website. Yeah. So yeah. as that updates, people just hit that and you can find out when you'll be able to watch this great new feature. And if it's playing in a place near you, otherwise, 2nd of April for... North America, Australia, well, Oceania, basically, right? Mm, Oceania. Yeah. And then 8th of April for UK and Ireland. Yes. So yes. mark those dates on the calendar because <laughs> although it's set in Wales, it's definitely worth watching. <laughs> definitely worth watching. I'm so yeah. sorry, Wales. <laughs> <laughs> we did not write that. Wait, I wasn't meant to say that. 
another one for the poster. I know. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, this has been great, guys. This yeah, is, this so is yeah. really good. Thank you. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. No, it's been great. No, thank you. you so much, Kevin. Oh, no worries at all. When you've got your next project, please stop by and let's have another conversation. Absolutely we will. Love to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love to. Yeah. Great. Oh, tremendous. Well, people, Tori and Matthew Butler Hart, right? filmmakers to definitely keep an eye on because hey the screen franchise is in a bit of a shambles at the moment so who knows right love it yeah (laughs) so keep an eye on these cats because they're putting out some great stuff go get some dagger in your life people represent enjoy guys thank you very much Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Take it easy. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Man, how great was that, right? This was another conversation that could have gone on for another hour at least, right? So interesting. And just like, just an honest conversation. People that have made a great film. But, you know what I mean, weren't sure, weren't sure how it was going to come out, but wanted to take a risk. And that is something, right? When people aren't just trying to do the same old, same old, trying to take that risk. And, man, so much knowledge, right? So much knowledge between them. Matthew and Tori were fantastic. Now, the film is dropping in the States on the 2nd of April. In the UK, the 8th of April. But if you're in the UK, you can catch special screenings with Q&As, right? Which have started now, right? From February all the way to the 25th of March. Now, all of those dates and the links for tickets are on the website. So if you want to go, you can hit my site, right? Hit their site. You know what I mean? Again, that link is on the website. But yeah, I definitely recommend checking out and the QA especially, because you'll get so much backstory and insight from these people. And as you can tell from this conversation, man, they're interesting as fuck, right? Gotta give a big up to the horror collective, Kimmy and Shirley, for helping put this together. Man. 300 episodes, right? Boy! And you know we're going to be around for 300 more at least. So, yo, thank you for, you know what I mean? Just coming along for this ride for so long. Really appreciate it. All the different people that have contributed to make this what it is, right? All those PR people, you know what I mean? Who have sent me their films. AJ and the rest, it's been incredible. We're coming at you hard. 2024, you're going to see mad changes. It's just getting better. So thank you, people. And uh, yeah, until next time, peace.